Hey gang, and happy Friday! It's Ricky again with Let's Level Up. Um, another episode, just me. I think, you know, I talked about this before, I may be doing just one a week, um, sorry, one a month, um, but it's kind of hard to get guests sometimes, so we may have these just sprinkled in throughout every <laughs> a few times a month, depending on things go, just to be able to meet our Friday commitment of making sure we have some new podcast out for you every Friday. This episode, we're going to be talking about one thing and one thing only, and that is the new hotness, Keyforge. Um, before we get into that, head on over to our Patreon. Please consider supporting us at Let's Level Up on Patreon. So go to patreon.com forward slash let's level up. Let us know what you'd like to see there. If you'd like to uh, help back us financially, that'd be awesome. If not, that's okay too. We still love and appreciate you. Um, now let's talk about Keyforge. So I've talked about it a little bit on the on the show before, uh, but I've actually gotten to play it now. Um, pre-release was last weekend, and official release was yesterday, the 15th. Um, so now we have uh, the game out in the wilds. Uh, all the theories and everything like that are kind of thrown out the window. Some of them stuck, some of them didn't stick. Um, but mostly what we have is a really really solid game one that i'm actually kind of obsessed with i've been i've been looking at my decks and planning things i i bought another deck last night when i went to my local game store uh which by the way if you're looking for keyforge in san angelo check out specialties games toys and gifts uh say hi to george tell him let's level up since you buy and uh, tell him you're interested in some Keyforge. Um, I know he's getting new product in. I left one deck yesterday and that he had remaining. Uh, so that one may still be there, may not. I don't know if anybody came in after me and bought it. Um, but check it out. It's an excellent game. Um, I'll be at the Downtown Library Convention tomorrow uh, for Board Game Day. Uh, so head on down to, if you're in the area, head on down to the, the uh, West Texas excuse me, the Tom Green County uh, Library downtown, and uh, check that out because it's going to be awesome. Every couple months, um, I think it's I think it's once a quarter now, there's a big board game day. We used to do it every month, um, and I don't know. I think maybe they just got too much for, for Wanda, uh, our organizer, and just general awesome person who, who does a lot for our gaming community and, and kind of the greater community in general. Uh, she's, she's one of the good guys. Um... It's interesting, though. So I'll have Keyforge with me tomorrow. Let me know if you want to learn. I'll teach you how to play the game. Again, if you're in the area, um, I'll be the overweight guy with the bad haircut. Um, maybe in a smoking jacket. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do there as far as clothes-wise goes. That's tomorrow. We're talking about today. But anyway, Keyforge. Excellent game. Go to Keyforge.com. Res- register with your Asmodee account. And you'll be able to uh, search through decks, uh, be able to scan in your decks. There's also an iPad, or excuse me, an iOS and a uh, Android app available on the marketplace now, uh, and it is a pretty good thing. I really like to be like the future enhancements that are already coming, like friend support, uh, being able to track your wins and your losses, and how much how many chains you have on a certain deck. It's going to be excellent. Um, but let's let's back up a bit and talk about the game just at, at, a, at a high level. Um, what is Keyforge? Well, Keyforge is a unique deck game. It is a, a one versus one right now, although I'm sure that we'll have multiplayer functionality uh, someday. Um, in it, you are an Archon, and you pilot uh, a combination of three houses, 
um, uh, three out of the total of seven houses right now uh, in a 36 card deck I believe um, and all of your cards are comprised of one of those three houses that are in your uh, in your deck um, when you buy a deck it's a unique deck deck game in that you buy a deck outright decks are 999 or 995 or something like that and um, you buy the deck outright there's no trading or swapping cards or deck building of any kind in this game what you buy is what you get uh, so it's going to make true sealed play very, 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 very cool um, in it that there's this crazy algorithm that goes through and it automatically puts together a unique name for your Archon, a unique logo, and then uh, a unique combination of cards. Fantasy Flight Games has boasted there's over 1 billion combinations of decks, so you will never see the same deck twice. Um, it's great. The gameplay itself is fantastic. Uh, the game plays in several steps. Step one is that if you have enough amber shards to craft a key, craft a key. And it costs, by default, six amber to make a key. The first player to craft three keys wins the game. So amber is the um, kind of the lifeblood of the crucible, which is this planet with, which contains many, many, many planets and many, many different ecosystems um, in it. And uh, your Archon really wants it so they can have the keys to unlock this vault that has all the knowledge of everything in there. Um, so that's what we're kind of playing for is to be able to get that. So we have to do, um, we have to basically wage war against the other Archons to make sure that happens. There can only be one at the end of the day, like all good stories go, uh, which is crazy to me. I don't know why all the Archons don't just say, hey, you know, we can all read this book at the same time or whatever it is in the vault. Let's Let's do it. <laughs> you know, why, why did the Highlanders so mercilessly try to cut each other's heads off? I don't know. I don't know these things. There could only be one. But no one ever really stopped and said, eh, you know, really? We're immortal. Can't we just chill? You know? Oh, well. I'm rambling. But that's okay. It's a solo episode. We're talking Keyforge. It's all good. So, yeah, step one. Forge a key if you can. If you have six amber, great, let's do it. Your opponent can play cards on their turn. You can play cards on your turn. There may be certain things that either raise or lower the cost of a key. Uh, but again, your whole objective is to craft three keys before your opponent does by whatever means possible. Step two, you're going to pick a house. Now, you have up to three houses in your deck. The houses are Brobnar, Sanctum, Untamed, Shadows, Dis, Mars, and... I'm forgetting one, and uh, um, yes, yeah, so we have Mars, Shadows, Untamed, Logos is who I was missing, Sanctum, Brobnar, and Dis. Those are our seven houses. Now, um, these houses all have their own synergies, um, but the way that the deck works is that you'll have three houses, so 12 of each card in your deck. Uh, house Brobnar or a is a house that is basically heavy metal giants. Um, they love smashing things, so they have a lot of fight centric abilities, um, and and things that can force other creatures to fight, and things that can outright just remove creatures because it's a giant cannonball that just blasted them. Uh, Sanctum or holy warriors, holy knights. Think of them like paladins. Um, so there's a lot of paladin esque abilities, a lot of really good control in Sanctum as well um, by doing things like blinding light, which is a spell that lets you select a house and then stun every creature in that house, um, which is really fun. 
untamed are the wild beasts of the crucible so things like niffle apes and snarfle gators and all kinds of crazy stuff uh pixies and, and witches they're all there within the untamed house um how shadows are uh, it's a basically a guild of thieves they have a lot of uh, abilities and skills that revolve around stealing um amber from your opponent which is incredibly incredibly strong uh, House Dis are a bunch of uh, demons that exist between the planes of the Crucible, and they kind of pop up and wreak havoc. Uh, a lot of really cool ways to uh, mitigate and control your opponent, um, like making them discard cards, capturing their amber, even stealing some, uh, purging cards outright, which is basically an exile mechanic uh, within House Dis, uh, which makes them... I think they're still probably my favorite house, although I really like Sanctum and Brobnar. Um, I'll talk about my favorite deck towards the end of this thing. So that's House Dis, House Shadows, um, Brobnar, Sanctum, and Untamed. Uh, we have Mars, which are the Martians, the little green guys that come around. Um, I haven't actually... Uh, the deck I bought last night was my first deck that has Mars in it. And it has a lot of cards that um, great for removing creatures off the board and great for... Um, uh, that's basically the whole function of that Mars deck that I've got. But they have a lot of other things. Control is a, is a really big point. Creature removal is a big point for Mars. Um, they also have ways to um, basically use their superior technology, like their motherships and their fleets, um, which get stronger the more Mars creatures that are out on the board. Um, so there's a lot of there's good ways to flood the board with Mars, little Martians, um, and then do things with them. Um, Last and not least, we have Logos, which are the historians and academics of of the Crucible. Um, they were maybe at a time humans. We don't quite know. Um, most of them, however, in order to prolong their life, have transcended into machines. And uh, they're basically consciousness in a machine. And their whole goal is to learn as much as they can. So there's a lot of really cool things within Logos that let you do things like fetching and archiving and cycling and drawing and all kinds of ways to be able to get the right cards in your hand and out on the field. Um, so after you, in step two, pick a house, you're going to um, basically play, use, discard how many ever cards from that house that you have on your hand or on the field or within your archives. Sorry, archives can be pulled on step two, but I'm not going to get nitty-gritty into the rules here. Um, so yeah, you heard that right. There are no, there there is no cost for a card. If you have the ability to play a card by either selecting its house during uh, step two or playing a card that lets you do something with another type of house, um, step three you can play as many cards as you want. If you've got six cards that are all shadows, and you pick team shadows, you can play all six of those cards in one turn. It's incredible. That steps really step two is where where your main decisions come from because what you're going to have is as you play creatures onto your battle line uh, or onto your board, um, you're going to play them onto a flank, which is basically the furthest left or the furthest right of your of your battle line, um, and then those creatures um, are going to be able to be used um, if you pick their house or if you have a card that lets you use them outside of picking their house. Um, so you may have no Shadows cards in your hand, but three Shadows creatures on the board. You can pick Shadows anyway, right? And play your four creatures that you have on the board. Now, when you use a creature, you can use one of their printed actions that they have on them. 
Um, you can use them for fighting, which is basically you fighting your creature against a creature of your opponent's um, of that your opponent has. That's your choice, by the way. Um, if they have a fight effect after the fight is resolved, if your creature is still alive, your fight effect or tr fight effect will trigger. And then um, there's also reaping. Uh, reaping is a huge ability which lets you take an amber out of the crucible and bring it to your character. So you're going to be doing a lot of reaping in this game. Or letting your opponent do a lot of reaping and stealing what they're reaping. Uh, which is really, really nasty and fun. Um, so yeah, that's how the creatures work. Um, there are upgrades that you can play. There are artifacts that come in. Um, artifacts are like creatures or permanents that are played on a board. Upgrades are played onto creatures, and then there are actions. Those are the four types of cards uh, in your deck. Um, so you'll be able to do any of those on step three that you want. Again, your objective is to get at least six amber so you can craft a key on your next turn during your step one. Uh, step four, you're going to ready everything. So readying means uh, basically untapping, if you're familiar with the magic turn. Um, that's right, you do not untap at the beginning of your turn, you untap on step four. So if someone can exhaust you during their turn, you don't get to use that creature on your turn, which is pretty interesting, unless you can ready it somehow with an effect. Um, and then finally, step five is you're going to draw back up to six cards unless you have chains, which is a way to hinder uh, and balance the game. If you have chains, you draw basically one less depending on how many chains you've got, and then you remove one of your chains. Um, that's, that's the whole game right there. And then you rinse and repeat until somebody has crafted three keys. Um, so again, just to, just to really quickly go through it, step one, forge a key if you can. Step two, choose a house. Step three, play cards. Step four, ready your creatures and your artifacts. Step five, draw up. Um, very, very simple, but so surprisingly and awesomely engaging. And um, there's a lot of depth in this game. I was playing with a guy named Dave last night at Specialties, and I stopped for a second in the middle of one of our games, and he said, man, it's crazy how many decisions you have to make on your turn. Just step two alone. Which which one of your three houses are you going to pick so that you can maximize the amount of amber or stop your opponent the best way, right? And again, sometimes it means not playing any cards and just using the creatures you have deployed. Sometimes you're going to want to do a little bit of both. Um, there's a lot of reactions that you're going to have to do. Um, I haven't seen anything in this game that lets you um, let you interrupt somebody's actions. So there's not that, uh, which I'm, I'm almost I'm almost glad for, um, because you can do a lot to an opponent on your turn. But I always thought whenever whenever the whole counterculture uh, and magic that things can get a little uh, worn down with the whole stack, and it's, it, it can get kind of confusing if you're unaware. Uh, so that was always a hard thing to explain to new players, um, I found. But let's talk about my favorite deck right now. And I've, I've only have four decks. My son has a deck. I've got four decks now. So yeah, this is, um, this is my favorite deck that I have right now. Um, although the one I got last night is Mars, uh, Shadows, and what was the third house? Mars, Shadows, and Untamed, and that was really good. Um... It had a really, really awesome game um, uh, against Dave with it. Um, my my favorite deck right now is named Properly Authentic Edmund. And it is a Brobnar Sanctum Untamed deck. Um, I'll just go through some of the cards here. Um, and if you know Keyforge, you'll know what I'm talking about here. So Brobnar, we've got one copy of Anger, one copy of Blood Money, 
one copy of Relentless Assault, one copy of Smith, one copy of Tremor, one copy of Cannon, one copy of Man and Mighty Javelin, a copy of The War Chest, one copy of Valder, two special Mugwumps, and one Smash. Um, so a lot. I'm using Brobnar basically to assist um, the other houses here. Um, a lot of my bang for my buck actually is going to come in on House Sanctum, um, where I have two copies of Blind. And Blind is, again, it's an incredible card. Um, you play it, you get an Amber immediately when you play it, then you choose a house and you stun each creature of that house. So stunning in this game, when you put a stun token on a creature, they basically forfeit their next action. The next time that they'd go to use them, instead you would remove the stun, uh, which is a great way to control and basically take a turn out of somebody. I've got one copy of Take uh, Take Hostages, one copy of Bulwark, a Champion Tabris, a Commander Remiel, a Lady Maxina, two Raiding Knights, my 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 favorite cards or my favorite creatures in this deck, two Sequus. Uh, Sequus is a four power, two armor creature with a reap ability that lets you capture one amber from your opponent. So again, so much control and ways to stop your opponents from making keys here. Um, one copy of Gateway, uh, which is really good. Uh, gate, uh, excuse me, Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper is, is, has a playability that as soon as you play him uh, and he resolves, if your opponent has seven or more amber, you capture all but five of it. So you take how much ever that amber and put it on your Gatekeeper, which is really cool. Uh, then for Untamed, we've got one copy of Full Moon. One Key Charge, which is an, an incredible card that lets you uh, forge a key on your turn. Um, Nature's Call. Two regrowths, one vigor, one ancient bear, one witch of the wilds, which is another really good card, a dust pixie, flaxia, halicor, and a way of the wolf. Uh, so when I play this game, it generally gonna I'm generally gonna drag things out a bit, uh, only because I rely pretty heavily on the control here um, and to basically get a bigger board presence in my opponent by keeping them locked down and unable to do things. Um, haven't lost a game with properly authentic admin yet. Uh, not saying much. My my competition so far has been my wife, who is very very new to these card games. Um, my son, who is nine, and uh, Dave at specialty. So I've only had like three different opponents to play. Um, probably one only a a, a a quality player, right? Meaning somebody who is used to the game and knows the rules and um, has their own decks. You know, um, not take anything away from. Mrs. Perez and uh, young Regan Perez because Regan's actually pretty good. He's he walloped me once um, playing a different deck. So yeah, that's Prophet Authentic Edmund. Um, right now he is five and zero, uh, which means I think I should have chains on him, uh, but I'm still a little confused on how that works. So what I'd like to do is is extend the conversation out to you guys now. What are your favorite decks that you've seen? Let me know on Twitter at Let's Level Up. Hit us up on Facebook at Let's Level Up net on Facebook. And that's D-O-T-N-E-T, same as our YouTube channel name. And then, um, what do you think? What do you like? There's so much about this game that is so, so good. I can't wait to get in, get my hands on more games and, and get more people within the uh, San Angelo community playing this thing. Because, um, man, it's, it's early still. I mean, release was yesterday. <laughs> uh, but I've gotten maybe a, a little over a dozen games in so far. Maybe, maybe just out a dozen. And I, I can't wait to play it again. It's it's so good. Uh, and a card game hasn't captured my attention like this in a while. And I tell you what I really like about it. And and what I Magic the Gathering may be the greatest game of all time, right? 
um, just in terms of, of units sold and uh, of longevity. There isn't another game that's not poker or bridge that's related to cards that is more well-known than Magic the Gathering. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. And it is its own, it's its own thing, right? It's its own, in a class of its own. Richard Garfield is the designer of Magic. He's also the designer of Keyforge. Um, so, what I, what I dislike about Magic are the, is, is the fact that so many people are so non-imaginative that you, you get an established meta that works and you only ever see those kinds of decks and it really it really kind of bums me out you've got you've got decades of magic the gathering cards out there that you can play um if you're playing one of the um uh, one of the types of games that lets you you know not play with standard cards um, or, or basically advance past standard then you know you really have a lot of choices to make and yet you see the same kind of cards all over the place especially when you're playing standard standard events it's just you'll have the one or two decks that work really well and then that's that's all you see um every now and then you'll have a guy that makes the deck to beat the meta um but that's it you're not going to have that with keyforge keyforge everything's unique there are already some some deck combinations like there's a character in sanctum uh, i think he's the the horseman of death i think it's the horseman of death that always comes with the three other horsemen of pestilence famine and war um, so you'll get four horsemen. Anytime that that one card is picked, you'll get those four out of your 12. Um, and it's very possible, although highly, highly unlikely, that you'll have three copies of each horseman, and that'll be your entire 12 of Sanctum. Or a Horseman of Death Maverick, which Maverick is a basically a card that jumps to another house. Um, that's also, I guess, technically possible. I haven't seen it, um, but it's technically possible. Uh, which is crazy to think about. So anyways, all these horsemen work together and they, they do really cool things like horsemen of war basically forces every creature to have to fight. Uh, pestilence will kill them slowly. Death brings the other horsemen back from the graveyard or from the discard pile. Um, I forget what famine does. I may have famine and pestilence confused there. I don't have it right up in front of me. Um, but those are really cool cards. Right, and there are people out there right now. I think Cool Stuff was selling a Horseman deck for one hundred and ninety nine dollars. Insane, absolutely insane. Because creatures are not—they're important to have a good board presence, uh, but it's not the most important thing. I think um, maybe board presence is the most important thing. Now that I'm now, now that I'm talking to myself, and I said it out loud, because if you don't have a solid board presence, you're really, really. You're really in trouble. But there are a lot of actions and a lot of things that you can do that will totally wipe a board. Um, just bombs that you can play that will completely get rid of any character, um, which is really cool. Or ways that you can stun those creatures. Your board your board presence is only good if we can use them, right? Um, or ways to exhaust an opponent's creatures during their turn. I mean, it's just... it's so There's so many things you can do. So... I'd say this. I'd say don't be one of those guys that's complaining on the Facebook Keyforge group um, about people buying decks. Let let people enjoy the game the way they're gonna they're gonna enjoy it. You know, if you don't want people to to be able to buy whatever deck that they want, play a sealed event. We we have that option. So that way you still get the randomness and the zaniness of a unique game. Um, and and if you know everyone's gonna be playing Horsemen, then just 
enter the tournament with your with your deck that controls creatures. There you go. And horsemen are rare. I think there's a two percent chance that horsemen are going to be in any deck or something like that. I don't know where I heard that from. Um, but yeah, I don't have any horseman decks yet. I'd like one, but you know, whatever. I'm okay. <laughs> anyway, check out Keyforge. Hit us up on our social media. Let us know what you're liking about the game, what you don't like about the game, if there's anything. I haven't seen anything yet that I've really said, oh, this is going to be a problem. I'm so I'm so looking forward to this game. Um, I'm looking forward to playing it more. It's out now, so it's here. I'm ready. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter at Let's Level Up. On Facebook, Let'sLevelUp.net. We also have a San Angelo Keyforge community page set up. Uh, which will be organizing play events and whatnot there if you're in the San Angelo area. Uh, please consider joining that. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I certainly appreciate your time and uh, hope you liked it. Until next time, thank you and game on. <laughs>